Welcome to another episode of This and That. I am your hostess, Christine Jobson, and I thank you for joining me today. I am particularly excited today because today is a very special day in Black history. Today is June 19th, the day that we celebrate Juneteenth the 155th anniversary of the day when all slaves were free. So this is about two and a half years after when we would traditionally uh, celebrate emancipation. However, there were some slaves who were not informed of the victory of the Union States until about two and a half years later. And so we count this day as the day that Black people were truly emancipated. So here we are, Juneteenth, the 155th anniversary of that special day. Now, to go a little bit deeper into the rich history of Juneteenth, I will share some information that is on Juneteenth.com under the section entitled History of Juneteenth. Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of the ending of slavery in the United States. Dating back to 1865, it was on June 19th that the Union soldiers, led by Major General Gordon Granger, landed at Galveston, Texas, with news that the war had ended and that the enslaved were now Free. Note that this was two and a half years after President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, which had become official January 1, 1863. The Emancipation Proclamation had little impact on the Texans due to the minimal number of Union troops to enforce the new executive order. However, with the surrender of General Lee in April of 1865 and the arrival of General Granger's regiment, the forces were finally strong enough to influence and overcome the resistance. Juneteenth has always been an important day for Black Americans. And this year, it seems to be getting a lot more attention. And it is exciting to see it being celebrated across the nation. Um, It is also exciting to hear of the possibility of it becoming a national holiday We'll see what happens with that. June is also Black Music Month, and so we have been celebrating the rich and beautiful contribution to the world of music that Black people have made. I am especially excited about Black Music Month because I am Black and I am a musician. I am a classically trained soprano and music professor, I sing opera, gospel, jazz, a variety of styles, and it is exciting to reflect on those who came before me. In honor of Black Music Month, I would like to share with you my top three favorite singers of all time. First, we have Leontine Price, wonderful operatic soprano, love her dearly. And then we have C.C. Winans, 
gospel soprano member of the legendary Winans family. She and her family have made such a wonderful contribution to gospel music. And then last but not least, Miss Whitney Houston, R&B and pop sensation worldwide star. Those are my favorite singers. I hope you'll listen to them. And I hope you'll listen to me. If you go to my website, www.christinejobson.com, you can listen to all of my music. You can purchase it. You can stream it. And I hope that you enjoy it. I have two major projects out right now. Uh, First is my collection of hymns and Negro spirituals arranged by myself, Dr. Wayne Buckner and Roberto Burton. I'm sure that you will enjoy those. Then I have my Florence Price album entitled Nearly Lost, art songs by Florence Price. Florence Price was the first black woman to have one of her pieces played by a major American orchestra. And so we celebrate her and honor her today as well. She was the focus of my doctoral research, and I am proud to add to the rich history that we study by providing not only some written scholarship, but this recording as well. Also excited to tell you that my project was listed on Opera Wire's list of 10 essential and historic opera recordings of music by Black composers. Truly excited and I feel honored to be listed there amongst people like Marian Anderson, William Grant Still, Leontine Price, who I mentioned before, Scott Joplin, Jesse Norman and Kathleen Battle, Anthony Davis, George Walker, and others. So it is truly, truly an honor, and I am thankful. If you'd like to read the article, you can visit operawire.com in order to check that out. I was determined to start today's episode by reflecting on the wonderful things that are happening this month and today, Juneteenth. But of course, there are some not so positive things that I am going to mention and try to just move on as much as possible with the show. So first thing is that there is a call for Mississippi to replace their state flag with something that does not feature the Confederate flag. May I just ask you good people, why is it that the Confederate flag is still a part of a state flag in 2020? Like, why is this even a thing that we're discussing and that we're having to ask for this to be removed? Are people not aware of what the Confederate flag stands for? Do people not understand the history of that? Do people not understand how this would be offensive, not only to black people, but to anybody who thinks that owning people is wrong? Um, Can somebody help to make that clear? Why is it that some people want to hold on to to that part of American history? Why is that something that we would want to hold dear? I don't understand it. 
but I would like to join in that call for Mississippi and whoever else has a Confederate flag as a part of their state symbol or whatever else, it should be removed. Like, and it should be removed if you are a person who thinks it's wrong for other people, namely black people, to be owned by white people. If you believe that, then you should also not agree with the glorification of the Confederate flag. I'll leave that right there. I am so sorry that I have to discuss the murder of yet another black man at the hands of the police. Rayshard Brooks, an Atlanta man, was shot in the back by the police. If you cannot tell by the tone of my voice, I am sick and I am fully tired of having to talk about black men being murdered by the police. I'm tired of having to think about it. I'm tired of having to speak about it. I am tired of living this experience in this country, the United States of America. When you watch the video of this young man, Rayshard Brooks, being questioned by the police, it really does not occur to you that he is going to end up dead by the end of the video. It's actually quite shocking to, to, to take that in, the fact that he ends up dead, because the, the whole issue started because he was sleeping in the drive-thru of a fast food restaurant. And so the police were called to have him move. And they had him do a sobriety test. Um, he was very cooperative. Uh, an exchange happened. There was some tussling on the ground. Uh, Ray Shard ended up running away. Um, this is, of course, after having identified himself. His car was left behind. He reaches back to shoot the taser that he grabbed. He misses, he turns, continues to run, and then he's shot twice in the back. Like, can you say that escalated quickly? Like, literally. I, I don't understand how you go from sleeping in a drive-thru, the police are called, and now you are dead. It's mind-blowing. If a person, here is the bottom line, if a person is running away from you, they are not a threat to you. I'll say it again. If a person is running away from you, they are not a threat to you. They are not a threat to your life. Why? Why would police officers shoot a man in the back as he runs away? This is the question I need the answer to. Thankfully, that police officer who actually killed Rayshard 
has been charged with felony murder. Let's see. Let's see if he will actually be charged. I'm sorry. Well, let's see if he will actually deal with the consequences of having murdered someone. Let's see if he actually goes to prison is what I'm trying to say. We'll see. There have been protests and protests continue today. There, there is marching. Um, the Juneteenth celebration is happening as well. A lot of attention is being given to this case as well. And it'll be interesting to see how this is handled. I will say that Atlanta's Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, a black woman, has spoken out about this, and you can tell that she is deeply troubled to see what has happened, and I am sure that she will do whatever she can, whatever is within her power to do in order to see justice for this man, for his children, for his family, for his wife. I mean, seriously, please stop killing black people. The criminal justice system was built in order to police black people. Prisons are full of black people, brown people, who are often given sentences that are much more harsh than for their white counterparts. Why does America have so many people in prison? Oh, I know. It's because prisons are a very profitable business. And this is what we need to look at. And this is what we need to dismantle. We need to get rid of some of these rules, some of these laws that unfairly affect black and brown people. We need to take a look at why America has so many people in prison. And we need to tear the entire system down and rebuild. And that's all I have to say about that. One of my favorite comedians posted on his Twitter the following question. What do you call PTSD for black people? And there were a variety of answers. Some people made reference to post-traumatic slave syndrome, um, which is actually a book written by Dr. Joy DeGray. Um, I'm so sorry if I've pronounced her name incorrectly, but... Her book, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome, America's Legacy of Enduring Injury and Healing, describes the multi-generational trauma experienced by African Americans that leads to undiagnosed and untreated post-traumatic stress disorder in enslaved Africans and their descendants. And when we look at the history of this country, certainly African Americans, Black people, have had to deal with trauma after trauma, unaddressed, undiagnosed, untreated. And certainly there must be a cause and effect in play here. I was thinking about just in recent weeks having to watch Black men being murdered by police and or white men on a regular basis on the news must be having 
some sort of effect on us. I mean, if you watch the video, pretty long video, I believe eight minutes, 46 seconds of George Floyd being slowly murdered with a white police officer's knee on his neck. And if we think about Ahmaud Arbery, and of course, we just talked about the man in Atlanta who was murdered by police. And, you know, we, we just have to ask ourselves. We watch over and over Rayshard Brooks. And, and if we were to sit here and name all of the names of black people who were murdered by the police, whether by choking, and we think about how we have to listen to them cry out that they can't breathe, we listen as grown black men call for their deceased mothers as the life is literally being sucked out of their bodies. What is that doing to us long term? Will we end up being desensitized? Will we end up putting up a wall around our feelings? What happens when you constantly have to pack and unpack such deep feelings of sadness, of anger, the trauma. And that's just watching other people getting murdered by police. But what about the daily trauma that Black people experience? What about the microaggressions that we experience in our workplaces, at school, in our communities? How, how do we deal with that? And what happens to us long-term as we continue not to deal with it? What do we do? I mean, to constantly deal with the oppression associated with being black, I mean, it's enough to make anybody lose their minds. But you know what? I don't have the answers. I don't have the cure um, systemic racism and oppression is, is a difficult thing to dismantle. But in the meantime, I suggest black people that you pray, that you spend time with your loved ones, that you talk about those feelings. Don't bury them. Don't suppress them. Find safe spaces to let it out. Give yourself a chance to grieve. And if that means that you have to take a step back from social media, if it means that you choose not to engage with people who are being combative, um, you've got to make those choices. You may have to choose not to speak out every time. It, it might be too much, but only you can tell. And so I encourage you to protect your heart, protect your mind, protect your soul, laugh, dance, do what we do, black people, but don't let this thing wear you down. We are a resilient, beautiful people. I love you no matter what you look like and where you come from. Thank you for listening to another episode of This and That I look forward to speaking to you again next time. Goodbye. 
Oh, before you go, let me remind you that I have masks for sale. If you visit www.christinejobson.com, you can get your mask today. Listen, guys, the pandemic is not over. Be careful. Protect yourselves and others by wearing a mask. Visit www.christinejobson.com and click on Christine's store to get your mask today. Okay, goodbye for real this time. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this. Let's talk about this